Hi, this is health coach Wally Bishop, and welcome to Wellness with Wally. In this podcast, we talk about how to apply nutrition and lifestyle changes to reboot your health and happiness. In 2006, I weighed over 450 pounds and had many health problems. By learning about nutrition and adapting holistic healthy living principles, I was able to lose more than 220 pounds and I have kept it off. By adapting these natural holistic principles, I reversed many of my health problems, including diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, to name just a few. Who better to coach you than someone who has faced the challenges you have and has actually beaten them? I received my training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and American Fitness Professionals and Associates, where I studied a variety of dietary theories, nutrition, and practical lifestyle coaching methods. With my knowledge and experience, together we're going to co-create through this podcast a vision and path for you to achieve your health goals. And please remember, this podcast is not medical advice in any way. If you have medical conditions, please see your doctor. And please never stop taking prescription medications unless advised to do so by your doctor. Now, let's get right to the podcast. Welcome to podcast number four. Hi friends, welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, Health Coach Wally Bishop. Today I want to talk to you about a very important but very personal subject. And that is food addiction. Many times we don't want to admit that we have addictions of any type. But I want to ask you this question. If you have a problem giving up a food for any amount of period of time, would you not really call that some sort of a food addiction? A lot of times with my clients, I have to be really careful never to tell them to stop eating anything. Because as soon as I do, that defensive wall comes up, part of human nature that says, you can't tell me to do anything or I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong, sort of gets in the way of that. So I have to be really careful in how I talk to my clients. But one of the things I am very in tune to is the fact that if my clients have a problem giving up a particular food, then there is some type of an addiction there. Now this addiction can be a form of a habit. It can be a psychological compulsion or addiction or attraction to a food. It can be also a physiological addiction to a food because of the chemicals in that food. So there are many things that encompass this term that I am currently using as addiction. You could call it compulsion, you can call it whatever you want, but if you cannot give up that food, then there is some form of an addiction going on. So today, I really want to talk about how to address this. I want you to think about in your life, in your daily diet, in your weekly diet, are there foods that you would be really hard for you to give up? Are there foods in there that would be difficult for you to let go of? And talking with my clients, there are two main foods that clients have problems with that I see. Actually, three. The first one is bread. Breads create cravings because they turn to blood sugar so quickly. So there's a physiological addiction there that happens. Physiological response that makes us want to eat them. And people become 
sort of psychologically, emotionally attached to the satiation, the comfort level of those of that particular type of food, of bread. It's sort of a staple in the American diet, and the Italian diet, and the French diet, and diets all over the world for that matter. But breads are one of those. The other one is cheese. I can get people off of dairy, and of course that's another whole subject whether you want to consume dairy or not. I am not a dairy person per se. And of course cheese is from dairy. But getting people to give up cheese is very difficult. Matter of fact, I will have clients tell me, I'll stop the milk, but I don't think I can give up my cheese. Hear the term, my cheese? That tells me there's a very strong relationship from them to that food. And I'm going to be very careful not to dig too far, but what I'm going to do is educate them why they have that addiction to cheese. And there is a definite reason for that. There are compounds in cheese that are very addictive, and it takes about 10 pounds of milk to make a pound of cheese. And so that particular compound is going to be highly concentrated in the cheese. That's why somebody can give up milk or yogurt, but it's going to be much more difficult to give up the cheese. The other one, the other food that is difficult are grains, like bread, which you know, bread is made from ground up grains and grain flour. Because of the blood sugar impact and because of chemicals and compounds that naturally exist in the grains, we sort of develop a physiological and psychological type of addiction to that food. And it becomes very hard to give up grains such as oatmeal or brown rice or white rice or quinoa, or millet, or buckwheat. They can be very satiating, but the problem is they create a a big blood sugar spike. When that happens, we want to eat more of it. It naturally induces a compulsion to eat that food again. When you get a big blood sugar spike, your body has to release a lot of insulin to counter that. It's going to drive the blood sugar low, and when the blood sugar gets low, your body says, eat some carbohydrate. And of course, you're going to go to that carbohydrate you love the most, which is either going to be some form of a grain, either in its whole form, like rice or oatmeal, or it's going to be in a flour form, like in bread. So those are the three foods we tend to have the most problem with. Now, some people are definitely addicted to fast food and junk foods, This is sort of another thing. This is more of the American diet where we have grown up with snicker bars and pastries and Pop-Tarts and chips and pretzels and brownies and M&Ms, which were one of my favorites, M&M peanuts. Oreo cookies was another one of my downfalls. Thank God I am over those things now. They don't own me anymore. But because of the chemicals in those foods and because of the type of fats they use and the amount of sugar in them, it creates a definite addiction to those. And it all boils down to kicking the sugar habit with those kind of foods. And it doesn't take very long to kick the sugar habit. 
it takes a dedicated week to 10 days. And as long as you don't go eating a lot of sugar again, you can kick that habit fairly quickly. But the problem with the fast foods, here's what happens. You may not realize this. Matter of fact, I'm positive 99% of you listening to this podcast today do not know this. But when these big food companies develop a product, let, let's just take, for instance, gold, goldfish or some type of chip or cracker. When they come up with a formula, what they're looking for is the right amount of salt, sugar, and fat to create what is called the bliss point. Now, the bliss point is not an imaginary thing. It is a point to which all three of these ingredients create an opiate-like effect in the brain. What they do is they hire neuroscientists, and believe it or not, there is one neuroscientist out there they call Dr. Bliss because he's helped hundreds of these food companies develop this level of addiction in the food. So they will hire people like you and I as food subjects, and when they develop the solution, they put us in in an MRI machine, and they'll drop the solution on our tongue, and they're watching our brain activity on the screen as it's being scanned by the machine. And when they see the right type of opiate effect, in other words, the addiction centers in the brain, it's like, boom, okay, we have it. We have the bliss point now. So when you eat the food, you're going to have the crunch that they develop in there as well, but you're also going to get this opiate-like effect from the right amount of those chemicals in the brain that fire off the opiates, and you're going to say, wow, that was really, really good. The old saying, you can't eat just one, is extremely true because they engineer that food so that you can't stop eating them. So in many cases, your addiction to this food isn't your fault. You have been coerced. You have been set up by America's food policy to make you addicted to that food. I'm going to recommend you watch a very short video on YouTube called The Science of Addictive Foods. You will be blown away at the extent to which these companies go to make sure you get addicted to their foods. Another part of the problem that causes this type of behavior in us is America's food policy. Particularly, I hate saying that word because I never can say it right, is the subsidy policies in this country. The subsidy program subsidizes mostly foods that cause us harm, cause us physical harm. They make us sick. 97% of subsidy dollars go to those foods. Only 3%, 3% go to vegetables, fruits, and legumes, which would be beans, peas, you know, those kind of things, and some nuts and seeds. Only 3%. That should make you really upset that you are giving your tax dollars to the government, and instead of trying to make you healthy, they're actually spending subsidy dollars that are going to make you sick. So how do they do this? What department does this? And I'll tell you, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, 
has a department called Dairy Management. And its budget is about $170 million a year currently. And they are responsible for boosting the sales of cheese and dairy and beef and pork and chicken and grains. And grains. And only 3% for healthy foods. You know, America is a very sick country. We're having problems with heart disease and cancer and obesity, especially obesity in our youth and our children. Imagine what would happen if we flipped that and made 97% of those subsidies to make really healthy foods much less expensive. Wow, our medical cost in this country would just plummet, and our health ratings would go through the roof. I mean, over a decade or two, it could seriously change the health of our country. Over the last several years, America has ranked last in health care, in health, in all categories, except for trauma and surgery, of all modern industrialized nations. Last. I'm not talking second, third, fourth, or fifth. I'm talking last out of 11 countries. And as far as the world goes, all countries, we rank 37th. We are one spot ahead of Cuba as far as healthcare goes. So when you look at the things happening to your body and you look at why you can't give up foods, sadly, I have to tell you, it is because it has been engineered, you have been set up, and it's hard to put the foods down. But now that you know this information, this should make it much, much easier for you to look at that Krispy Kreme donut or look at that bagel or look at that bag of chips or look at that brownie or look at that Coke or soft drink and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to eat that anymore. I don't want it. It's going to cause me harm. I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean, that's your choice to do this. The choices we make every day greatly affect who we are as a person and our health. You know, everything we do is based on a choice. When you get up in the morning, you have a choice whether to get up or not. You have a choice whether to brush your teeth or not. You have a choice on what you're going to have for breakfast or what you're going to have to drink. It's going to be orange juice. It's going to be coffee. Is it going to be a bagel? Is it going to be an egg? Is it going to be oatmeal? Same thing for snacks. Same thing for lunch. Same thing for dinner. Our life is all about choices. Now, there are many times we have things that we can't influence through our choice. Things, choices are made for us. But still, we have a reaction to those choices, which becomes a choice itself on how we respond to that. So even then, ultimately, it boils down to our ability to make healthy choices. And health is really all about choices. So if you want to get over your food addictions, your compulsion to eat certain things, I want you to remember these facts. The first one is there is always a choice. Always. There's always a healthier food. There's always a healthier way to do it. So there are choices. Nobody's going to twist your arm and force you to eat a particular food. That is purely your choice. Having the knowledge that you have been forced into addiction from this should give you power to say, no more. I don't want any more of this food. 
I don't want to have anything to do with it. Understand being healthy is not being perfect. But while you're getting over this type of an, of an addiction to a food, it's best not to have it at all for at least 30 days, even longer if you can, to completely get it out of your system, to get it out of your mind, and develop new habits to eat other things to replace it. The next thing is, do not bring the enemy home. If there's a food that's a trigger for you that you just can't stay away from, please don't bring it into your house. It is the enemy. You never bring the enemy home, right? If you have to have some chips, buy a little bag and eat them away from home. Remember I said this isn't about perfection. This doesn't mean you can't have certain things. But what it means is you, you need to keep the enemy away from the house. And if you have to have it, eat just a little bit, right? You don't have to eat a whole lot. Matter of fact, most of the time, if we just eat a little bit of something that we're really craving, that will satisfy us. That will give us what we need to get away from it. The other thing that is great to do to get over these type of addictions is to do what I call a seven-day cleanse, a seven-day body reboot. And I offer those. I have great seven-day body reboots for the fall, spring, summer. I have a vegan version, a paleo version have all different types of ways to help you cleanse your body to get this stuff out of your body and it's, it's really a reboot it gives your body a new chance to eat healthy and to get over these addictions so a seven to ten day cleanse or body reboot is a great way to kick the sugar to the curb kick the fast food and junk to the curb and start a new healthy lifestyle routine because I'm going to tell you diets don't work, and this is another whole subject that we'll get into in a later podcast. Lifestyle is the only way you're going to lose weight and keep it off. This yo-yo thing does not work. I can promise you that because I gained my way through dieting up to over 450 pounds. I stair-stepped my way up. I'd lose 30 and then gain 50 a year and a half later. Then I'd lose 50 and I'd gain 70. I just kept working my way up. So diets don't work. Please don't do that. You have to change your mindset to just think about a lifestyle. It's how you're living. It's the choices you're making, right? The other way to get over this type of addiction is to find foods to substitute that are going to give you the similar taste and feel to replace the bad foods. As a health coach, I do that for my clients. I give them a list of foods. It's like, okay, you're going to eat this and stay away from that. This is going to replace this, and this is okay. You know, I give them things to replace crackers and salad dressings and all these other things that aren't good for them in much healthier versions. So there are products out there that you can have that are not addicting and actually very healthy and are going to give you the same satisfaction, the same taste the same type of flavor that you'll be amazed how happy you'll be and the key here is finding things to replace those foods that you're addicted to and what we do is we gradually sort of slide those in to replace the other ones so that you don't have to think about it very much right I mean we need to set it up so you don't think about it very much so you want things to just sort of naturally flow so let's sort of recap this making healthy choices is all about the choice this knowledge I'm giving you now should wake you up and make you aware that you have been set up. Don't forget to watch the movie, The Science of Addictive Foods. It's great education. It's only 11 minutes long. Never bring the enemy home. Never. 
You have to have it. Eat it away from home and eat only a little bit. You don't have to eat a whole lot. Most of the time, a little bit will crush that craving, right? The other one is to find foods to replace those foods that you're sort of addicted to. And another thing is to do a cleanse, a body reboot. That will sort of get you over the hump and get the stuff out of your body. You can break these food addictions if you really want to. They're sometimes difficult and hard, but you can do it. And if you do it and you fail, get back up and try it again. Failure never happens unless you absolutely quit trying. Actually, failure is just one step away from success. We learn through failure, and the more we sort of repeat that, we learn more lessons that make it even stronger when we do succeed. And if you keep trying, you will succeed. You will break these addictions. You will no longer be owned by the food, and you will own the food that you eat. That's very, very important. You want to have control. You do not want that food to control you. I want to inspire you and encourage you to change your diet. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to get off of these foods that are addictive. Just take them one by one. You don't have to do them all at one time. Pick one and get rid of it. Next week, to pick one and get rid of it. It's not that difficult to do, I promise you. Now, I would love to hear from you. Please send me a message. You can reach me on Facebook at Wally Bishop Health Coach or Wellness with Wally on my professional page. Send me a message if there are subjects you'd love to hear me talk about. I'd love to know what those are. I'd love to know how you're doing in your wellness journey. But before we close, I want to highly encourage you to give. You know, vitamin L comes from giving. It's love, and the only way we get love is to give love. I want to encourage you to give from your heart, to give without expectation. You know, you can make a huge difference in this world. We all could if we just all give a little bit during the week. It can be just a kind word. It can be helping somebody at their house with something that needs to be done or repair, or it could be giving a little bit of money to somebody who's greatly in need. So make a difference. Give and get your vitamin L, get your love. And until next time, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Be blessed. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.